So we're working through the first book of the Bible. I wonder, can any of you tell me what is the first book of the Bible? Does anyone know the name? Do you know the name of the first book of the Bible? Genesis. Genesis, that's exactly right. And the word Genesis actually means beginning. And today we're going to be hearing about Noah and the ark and the great flood that God sent on the earth. But before we do that, let's recap the story so far. So right at the beginning of the Bible, we see that God created the heavens and the earth. God created everything and he created human beings. He created us in his image. When you look in a mirror, what do you see? What do you see when you look in a mirror? You see your bodies, you see a You see your face, you see a re- you see a reflection, you see an image. And human beings were meant to be like uh, mirrors reflecting God's image out into the world. It was God's plan that human beings would show the world what he is like. And so we're supposed to be loving and caring and nurturing and creative. Uh, We're meant to make the world the best place that it can possibly be. But there was a problem. The first people didn't want to do things God's way. Can anyone remember the name of the first man and the first woman? Can anyone remember their names? Adam and Eve, that's exactly right. And Adam and Eve decided that they weren't going to trust God. They weren't going to listen to God. They decided they're going to do things their own way. And when Adam and Eve decided to ignore God, things started to go terribly wrong. The loving relationship, the friendship that they had with God was broken. And they began not to trust each other. So the friendship they had with each other was spoiled too. And if that wasn't enough, uh, it was going to become much harder for them to care for the world that God had given them to look after. When we do our way, things our way instead of doing things God's way, it's called sin. And sin spoils everything. And from the point where Adam and Eve Uh, disobeyed God, Genesis uh, shows us how things got more and more out of control. Uh, One of their sons, Cain, was jealous of his brother Abel, and he murdered him, he killed him, it was the first murder. And then Cain uh, built a city where violence increased, and then we hear about a person called Lamech, and Lamech had more than one wife, and again, that's not how God wanted things to be. And Lamech boasted about how angry and violent and vengeful he was. It was awful. Genesis shows us that when human beings turned away from God, everything went wrong and things just got worse and worse. And that is where we pick up the story today. Genesis 6 verse 5 says this. God saw how much wickedness human beings have brought into the world and that their hearts were evil, and they only wanted to do evil all the time. God was sad that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. Have you ever heard about something that's made you feel sad? 
Perhaps you've heard about a war happening somewhere. Or you've heard about, heard about a person who's hurt another person. And when we hear about those kind of things, sometimes it makes us feel sad and sometimes it makes us feel angry. But you know, Genesis doesn't really talk about God being angry. only talks about God being sad or even heartbroken. You see, God had made this wonderful world for human beings to enjoy. And now we read how people had become evil and they're spoiling everything. And sometimes we ask, what is God doing about war? What is God doing about evil? Well, the story of the great flood tells us what God could do, but it also tells us what he will never do going forwards. Here's one way that God could deal with evil. One way that God could deal with the badness in the world. Verse 7 said, says, God said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I've created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. So one of the ways that God could deal with evil is to wipe it out completely. But creation had gone so wrong that wiping out evil meant wiping out everything. And in the flood story, God is prepared to do that because he wants to protect the goodness of this world. And so he sent a great flood to wash away all the evil that human beings had brought into the world. Now, this might sound quite shocking, but I think it's also a reaction that we can understand. Now, the other day I drew, I created a picture Actually, it was a self-portrait. Can anyone tell me what a self-portrait is? Do you know what a self-portrait is? It's a picture of yourself. Yeah, it's a picture or a painting of yourself. Exactly right. So, so I did this self-portrait. Uh, it took me a long time to draw this. Uh, this is what I did. Uh, as you can see, I've made myself look a little bit more dashing than I am. Uh, but there's something wrong with it. What is wrong with this? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with that, Natasha? Is that all in it? It's yeah, it's it's all it's all muddy, it's been spoiled. Do you know what happened to this? Can you guess? Can you guess what happened? Guess then. What do you reckon happened, Marcus? Dropped it in the mud. It well it blew off the table and it landed in the mud. So do you know what? This is ruined. It's spoiled. And you know what? It's completely ruined. So Okay, so I tried again. I tried again. I drew another self-portrait. Yeah, it took me a long time to do. But again, this isn't how I intended it to be. What's wrong with this one? It's got ink it. It got ink all over it. I spilled ink on it, and it, it went wrong. It, I tried to rub it, rub it off, but it, it, it wouldn't come off. So that, that one's spoiled. Oh, have to start again. So I did another one. I did another one. And you can see this is tatted, taped together, and it's faded. Can you guess what happened to this? What do you think happened to this one? It did rip, but I'll tell you how. I dropped it in the bath, and when I took it out, it kind of fell apart. I tried to dry it out and tape it together. But this is not how I intended it to be. That is not how I intended it to be. So, do you know what? I have to just... Start again. So they're gone. 
Now, every time I tried to create, to, to draw this picture, it went wrong, it got spoiled. And in the end, I just gave up altogether. That's what I did. You know, God created a beautiful world that got spoiled when human beings wouldn't listen to him. But God isn't like us. And God doesn't give up on things. God wouldn't give up on creation in the same way that I just gave up in the end on making my self-portrait right. God wouldn't walk away from the idea of there being a wonderful world in which uh, that, that human beings care for, in which uh, we love God and love one another. By sending the great flood, God washed everything clean. It was as if God pressed the restart button. And there was one man who found favour with God. One man who, who uh, found grace in the eyes of God. God looked at this man. He said, I'm going to use this man and his family uh, to repopulate the earth, to start again. What was his name? You can shout it out. What was his name? Noah. Noah, exactly right. God decided to start again with Noah and his wife and uh, their three sons and their three wives. So when God decided to send a flood on the earth, what did he tell Noah to do? What did he tell Noah to do? To build an ark, like a very big boat. So Noah built this ark. And what did God tell Noah and his family to do when the flood came and the waters got higher and higher and higher? What did he tell Noah and his family to do when the flood came? Anyone? You got to take the animals in the ark. Can anyone down here? Do you know how many animals were taken into the ark? Can you remember? Okay, so two of every kind of animal, and also seven of every kind of animal that they were allowed to eat. And it rained for forty days and forty nights, and the water covered everything. And it was only Noah and his family and the animals that God sealed up inside the ark that survived. And they were on the ark for a very long time because it, we know it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but it also took a long time for the water to go down and for the land to dry out. But eventually God said this to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so that they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in numbers on it. So here God commands them to have lots of babies and to fill the earth again with people and with animals. And it's the same command that God gave in the beginning when he created Adam and Eve. So if you like, Adam is the new Noah. God created. Everything went wrong. God wiped everything out. And then God starts to get things going again with Noah and his family. But what's really important, and probably the most important thing about this passage, is that God makes a covenant with Noah. A covenant is like a special promise between two people. So when Tissa and I got married, we made a covenant, we made a special promise to keep loving one another no matter what. 
We made that promise to each other. We made that promise to God. But when God makes a covenant, it's only God that makes the promise. And what that means is doesn't matter what we do. God's promises will always come true. And God promises uh, this. He says, even though the hearts of human beings are full of evil, never again will I destroy all living creatures. And God gave us a sign to show us what that promise was. I wonder, Natasha or Isabel, can you do you know what the sign is that, that, that God gave that we know that he's never going to flood the earth again? Oh, turn the mic on. A rainbow, exactly right. So when we see a rainbow in the sky, we remember that God will never deal with evil by destroying life on work or on earth. That is not the way God is going to deal with evil. But the thing is, we want God to deal with evil, don't we? And there's still evil in the world because when Noah and his family left the ark, it wasn't long before things started to go wrong again. So many people ask the question, why doesn't God deal with the evil in the world? And by that, they often mean, why doesn't God deal with the evil in the world right now, this instant, without delay? But the flood story tells us, shows us what that would mean. You see, what happens to creation, the end result, is all bound up together. For God to deal with evil right now, Right this instant, he'd have to destroy everything. But he doesn't want to do that. Why? Because he loves creation. He loves us. He's determined to make good this world. And so he gives human beings every chance to turn back to him. God is completely committed to making the creation project work. And so when it comes to dealing with evil, there are two possibilities. There's destruction and there's redemption. Destruction means blotting out everything. Redemption means blotting out sin. The story of the flood shows us that destruction will never work as a way of putting this world right. Um, Because total destruction would just mean that creation ends. And if God decides to work through an individual or a family or through a group of people well then the world will keep getting spoiled by sinful human beings. So God chooses instead the way of redemption. He chose to come into the world in the person of Jesus Christ and take all the mess and the muck and the filth upon himself. And already the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, it beginning, just beginning to point us in that direction. Jesus is the one who will put creation right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have this uh, narrative from the book of Genesis that teaches us uh, that destruction is not an option for dealing with the evil in the world. We thank you that we can understand from this what it would mean for you to just do away with evil uh, right now, right this instant. And we understand that you love us too much for that. And we thank you that even right at the beginning of the Bible, we can see that there must be another way 
for you to restore and renew your creation and make all things right, to put things back how you intended them to be. And we thank you that that way is your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.